0: Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and a very good afternoon to you. Wonderful to be with you this afternoon. Of course, um, the last time we spoke was just before Pesach, and now, believe it or not, two weeks have passed. Two weeks later, and we are over the uh, Passover, and now into the days that, and the weeks and the months that lie ahead. And of course... As we leave Pesach behind, we not only leave behind all the stresses and all the difficulties and all the things that we had to confront, particularly over this year, but generally, um, hearing from people that I've spoken to, um, people said it was somewhat meaningful, um, very meaningful to be alone, to be together with your family, to be able to actually uh, Here, the children speak To be actually able to uh, communicate um, Without having to have uh, The big fancy Sidorim with lots and lots of people around There was an element Of this Pesach That made it far more spiritual Perhaps certainly for many many people Of course there were those who were lonely Of course there were those who, who were all alone um, And uh, our hearts Certainly go out to people Who had to spend Pesach absolutely um, Alone but um, nevertheless, I'm sure that even alone, there were some lessons to be learned and some things that we discovered not only about ourselves, but about Pesach itself. And of course, as Pesach ends, we go headlong into the year um, and um, taking the messages, hopefully, of Pesach and integrating them into our lives. And when we think about Pesach and integration into our lives, of course, there is a very special change in the months that is coming up over this coming weekend. If you will look carefully at your calendar, you'll notice that t- today is the 28th day in the month of Nisan, which means tomorrow is the 29th, and that Friday, therefore, is the 30th. And the 30th of any Jewish month is Rosh Chodesh. And, of course, the beginning of any Jewish month, the first of any Jewish month, is Rosh Chodesh as well. Now, I think we've explained this before, that there are several Jewish months that have 30 days and several Jewish months that have 29 days. Of course, the month of Nisan always has 30 days. So Friday and Shabbat is Rosh Chodesh, and we'll chat a little bit more about that in just a moment. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So we mentioned that we are heading towards the beginning of a new month. It is going to be Rosh Chodesh on Friday and on Shabbat. Just a word on the various months, the months of Nisan, Sivan, Av, Tishrei, Shvat, and Adar 1 are always full months. In other words, having 30 days. The months of Iyar, so that's the month we're going into, Tammuz, Elul, Tevet, and Adar in an ordinary year, or Bet, Adar 2, in a leap year, are always short months. In other words, having 29 days. And then we know that Cheshvan and Kislev are sometimes full and they're sometimes not full. They're sometimes short, sometimes 29 and sometimes 30 days. But the month of Nisan... Always has 30 days it is, a fu- is, it is a full month And we go now into a month of 29 days Of the month of Er. Now what is significant about this month of Er Is that it actually falls after the month of Nisan Well that's pretty logical I guess And therefore it's referred to in the Torah as being the second month It is not referred to in Torah as being the month of Iyar. Iyar, we know, as with many of the months, is a Babylonian name. Um, The Torah referred to it as the second month, counting from Nisan. And as we go into the second month, we leave the first month behind with all of its glory, with all of its wondrousness, with all of its miracles, which we know the month of Nisan was actually all about. So what was the month of Iyar about? Well, let's perhaps project ourselves back in time to the time when the Jewish people got out of Egypt. And when we got out of Egypt, there we were having crossed the, uh, the Red Sea, the Reed Sea. We now were in the desert. And in that first month, I guess you could think about it in terms of how there was probably the euphoria of uh, getting out of Egypt and crossing the Red Sea and all the miracles and wonders that happened. And then we got into kind of a, Let's grind it out sort of a month, a month that came thereafter. As uh, the moon waxed and waned and uh, it showed us that a new month had now come in, we now were in sort of for the long hard slog. We knew that there were seven weeks between our quitting Egypt till arriving at uh, Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, which of course is where we were headed in the first place. And here in the middle of this whole period was the month, the second month, or as we know it, the month of Iyar. And therefore, it stands to reason that this was the month in which several incredible things happened. First of all, clearly, we have from the Torah itself um, uh, the uh, indications and the direction, the directive of the fact that the Jewish people were eating matzah, right up until the middle of the second month. It was then that they that their matzah supplies ran out, that the stuff, the tzedal aderech, the food that they had brought for the way um, in the form of the matzah actually ran out. And in the middle of the month, there um, it came about a realization of the fact that we'd actually run out of food. Well, we all know what happened then. God provided He provided the manna in the desert The manna fell in the desert And therefore obviously it fell on the a date in the middle of the month Which we know as Pesach Sheni Yes, it's one of the reasons why there is a Pesach Sheni in the first place It was the time that we transitioned We went from eating matzah to eating the mon To eating the manna If we think about that, well You know, we look at Pesach as being this heightened, um, elevated time, of course, that it is celebrating our redemption, our quitting Egypt, and our gaining of our freedom, our liberation. But there was something incredible about the month of Iyar in that, in a way, it represents miraculousness for the things that we had considered to be physical. Imagine You had a food that you had taken with you, the uh, matzah and so on, that we had taken with us as we got out of out of Egypt, and now it had run out. And what did we do? Well, of course, there were the mutterings and the grumblings and the moaning, so on. You know, why did God take us out in the first place to starve us here in the desert? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to get bread from? And of course, God made the bread just arrived, bread from heaven. It was, Lechem min and that all happened in this incredible month of Iyar. But it's not the only thing that happened in the month of Iyar. In fact, our sages point out that it was on the very first day of the month of Iyar. So, yes, celebrating over this coming weekend of Thursday, of Thursday night, Friday, Friday night and Shabbat of Rosh Chodesh, we're celebrating some of the other Miraculous events that happened during the time that we were in the desert. And the first one of course, was the fact that before we ran out of food, we had run out of water, and the water that we ran out of um, was immediately replaced or re- immediately placed in front of us in the form of a uh, lake or a uh, dam or whatever it was of water that uh, we that appeared there. And there was the whole episode of the water tasting very bitter. It was bitter waters. The bitter pull that we sometimes have to swallow was very, very bitter indeed. And Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, through taking a piece of wood or some pieces of wood and placing them into the water on God's instruction, turned the bitter waters and made them sweet. And the sweetness of the water... And the ability to be able to drink it. And yes, from then on, um, God provided water for us at all times while we were in the desert as well. But this bitter water's turning sweet was a significant mark of this month of Iyar. And it in fact comes right at the beginning. Right at the beginning of the month of Iyar is the idea of finding the water in a miraculous fashion, the water turning sweet. Later on, in the middle of the month, when our matzah ran out, that God provided the food, that God provided the manna, the ability for us to be able to survive in the desert. Um, these things were given to us during this month of Eir. There are no significant Um, Yom Tov's, so to speak, that commemorate these great events other than, of course, Rosh Chodesh and then Pesach Sheni, which, if I might say, is kind of celebrated in a bit of a somber sort of a fashion, not one that is of heightened celebration like we're used to now um, of uh, Pesach or uh, the coming Chag a few weeks up ahead of Shavuot or any of the other Chagim, Sukkot and so on yet it marks these great significant events that happened to the Jewish people in the desert. And of course we know that The time in the desert is sort of a prototype. It was the foundation of all of Judaism throughout the ages that every time we think about any occurrence, any event, any happening in our lives or in the Jewish calendar, we can usually trace them all back to the time that we spent in the desert. These were the formative years. This was the DNA of the Jewish people's history. It was something most significant for each and every one of us to be able to think about and to be able to follow. Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and welcome back. Yes, we're talking about the coming month of Iyar, Rosh Chodesh being on Friday and on this coming Shabbos. There's something significant about Rosh Chodesh Iyar, and the first of Iyar particularly being on a Shabbat, in that we are told that it was that very first year, in other words, just after the Jewish people got out of Egypt, when we came to the place called Murrah, the place where there was bitter water and the bitter water was made sweet. And in fact, that was a Shabbos. And one of the things that happened at Mara on that particular day was that Hashem gave us the concept of Shabbos. Shabbos was delivered to the Jewish people then. Yes, it preceded the giving of the Torah by a few weeks, but Shabbos, in a way, came first. And there was something significant in the idea of the water being made sweet in how Shabbat, which seems to be just another day of the week, can actually and needs to actually have an impact on all the other days of the week. And we actually think about it in terms of the lead up to Shabbos and let's call it the lead down or the lead away, the the week after Shabbos, the week before and the week after. Shabbat actually, in a way, affects two weeks at a time. We're counting the days. We always count our days towards Shabbos. In fact, we say every day a psalm, shir shalyom, and we talk about it as A psalm, not of a week, but a psalm for towards the Shabbat. We're counting towards Shabbat, towards Shabbos and the week and the Shabbos itself impacts on the week that follows it. So there is a significance of Shabbos that is so powerful that it itself can have an influence on all the bitterness or all the negativity or all the darkness perhaps that surrounds Shabbos in the days before and the days after. And this was one, just one of the many messages that were given to us at the time of this bitter water experience, which happened on that Shabbos, on that Shabbat, after we had quit Egypt, after we had crossed the Red Sea, when we came to the place called Mara, which by the way means bitter or bitterness, named after the bitter waters, and those bitter waters became sweet by an action of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, and we transformed the water into something that was delectable, it was delightful, it was sweet, it was wonderful, it was drinkable, it was the very um, sustainer of life. This is actually what we think about when we think about Rosh Chodesh Iyar. It is about taking the things that are around us, the negative, the dark, the difficult, and putting that brand new spin on them, thinking about the Jewish people in the desert, thinking about their inability to see beyond the fact that in front of them there was nothing, there was barren land, there was just desert, and yet to continually instill within them the hope and the understanding of the fact that Hashem would be with us, that he would see us through even the darkest of times, the most difficult of times when we didn't have water. And then no as they would say in the classics, the water <laughs> that we were delivered was seemed to us to be bitter. We had to have a Shabbos effect that came along and changed everything. And amazingly, on this coming Shabbat, we commemorate that all once again. We think about the Shabbos at Mora. The fact that Shabbos was given to us as a gift for the very first time. It wasn't the only thing given to us then, by the way. We were also taught the concept of the red heifer, the para aduma, and we were called, and we were taught denim. In fact, it seems to be that they were, um, different um, uh, the different segments of Jewish law, which were uh, Mishpatim and Edut and um, Chukim, that there was a segment of each one that was actually imparted to us at that place. It was a significant stop. It was a significant moment. And this all took place on the first of Iyar, which we celebrate on this coming Shabbat. Now, the month of Iyar was not only known as the second month. It was also known, the prophets call it the month of Ziv. It is known as the month of radiance. And this is because it is when the trees are bright with blossoms in Israel. So it's the beginning, actually of um, um, a spring um, and seeing the beautiful blossoms uh, that are coming up. Yes, everybody's talking about the fact that during this time of lockdowns all over the world, that uh, nature is kind of rejuvenating itself um, because it's not being interfered with by uh, man, by the fumes, by all the other things that we're putting into the atmosphere and uh, the environment, and that all of a sudden here there is an acknowledgement when it comes to the month of Iyar, the Chodesh of Ziv, that there is a chance For blossoming For things to come out And to be so positive and beautiful And um, the radiance of spring Is actually what we talk about In the month of Iyar The month of Iyar also is related To the Hebrew word for light Or Or The Midrash explains That this was due to the manna Which we've already mentioned That began to fall during the month of Iyar um, A month after we had left Egypt And this is because The manna had and was given with a divine radiance. There was a godliness behind it. Nobody could doubt the fact that this special food actually came from the Almighty. They knew that it wasn't there when they looked. And a moment later, it was. They knew that it was something that Hashem delivered by express delivery, uh, door-to-door service. It was there and delivered, ready to eat, to taste of anything, the most miraculous stuff that anybody had ever Seen or felt or touched Or eaten and here it was The perfect sustainer That God had actually uh, Given to us There is something else significant about This month of E.R. which makes it Different from all other months and of course We are thinking about why is this month Different from all other months The month of E.R. actually In the whole calendar year Is the only month In which each And every day There is a significant mitzvah different from all the other mitzvot that we have to do. Every single day of the month of Iyar, there is a significant mitzvah that we have to do. And that significant mitzvah, of course, is the counting of the Omer. Yes, we did begin the counting of the Omer in the middle, second night of Pesach, in the middle of the month of Nisan. We will continue it for the first six days in the month of Sivan. But the counting of the Omer is something that takes place every single day in the month of Iyar. This month, therefore, has special mitzvot or a special mitzvah each and every day of the month. And there is no other month like it. There is no other month in the Hebrew calendar in our Jewish lives that has a mitzvah, that is significant for that particular day every single day of the month. It makes no difference whether it is Shabbat or weekday. It makes no difference whether it is a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or a Friday. Every single day of this month, there will be a mitzvah that we need to do that's significant for that particular day itself. And so, therefore, we are about to arrive in, we're about to enter into a very, very powerful and significant month. It has got a few special dates dotted through uh, the month. There are no pilgrim festivals. There are no um, um, a great um, festivals and New Year's or whatever. But there are um, each and every day is filled with, is in, Imbued with a special godly radiance And perhaps this too uh, lends itself to this idea of it being The month of Ziv The idea of radiance That this month actually irradiates outwards We are also told something very, very important For us to bear in mind during this period of time And that's that our Hasidic masters see this month As being an acronym For Ani Hashem rofecha, I am the Lord who heals you. This is, of course, a quote from the Torah itself. Ani Hashem rofecha. Remember that Hashem said that after a a plague, a difficulty that the Jewish people experienced while they were in the desert. Hashem provided the healing. And the healing that Hashem provides is significantly woven into the name of the month of Iyar. Ani Hashem I am the Lord that heals you. Now, when we went out of Egypt, of course, there was a significant idea of that healing. We had been in the very depths of difficulty in a spiritual sense while we were in Egypt. We weren't only slaves in Egypt in a physical sense. We were slaves in Egypt in a spiritual sense. Our um, uh, attitudes had become Egyptianized, our uh, morality was um, uh, taken over by the Egyptians. Our idea of uh, what god was or what godliness was was perhaps skewed by the environment that we were in and a tremendous amount of time and effort and energy had to be spent while we were getting out of Egypt or at the time that we were getting out of Egypt and all this time that we had to spend in the desert in order to kind of get Egypt out of us this was something that had to be worked on and similarly This was a time of healing, a time of processing the difficulties, the uh, spiritual viruses, for want of a better term, that had crept into us and that were um, being mirrored by our behaviors and things that we were doing and the things that we weren't doing uh, during the time that we were in the desert. And now there was an opportunity, particularly during this month, of from wall to wall, beginning of the month, right to the end of the month, to not only have the idea of the count and where we were counting up to get ourselves closer to Mount Sinai and looking forward to the giving of the Torah. But it was also an opportunity for us to reflect inwardly, to look deep into the depths of our souls, work out Um, Where we were going and what this was all about What redemption felt like Taste the liberation Um, Understand what it meant to be a follower Of Moshe Rabbeinu Understand what it meant to be a monotheistic Jew To follow the words of Hashem To realize how Hashem provided for us on our every woman fancy and everything that we wanted uh, was delivered to us as with the water or with the manna or all the other great and wondrous things that Hashem carried out for us during this time but this was an opportunity for us to heal it was an opportunity for us to get over all the difficulties that we had along the way and this is where healing actually comes in even today Hashem says all the sicknesses I will not place upon you for I'm the Lord who heals you. In other words, God gives us preventative medicine, the ability to fight apathy, to experience our divine service with passion and with excitement. And when we take all of that on board, we understand just how this month of ER is an opportunity for us to remember that as there are illnesses, so there are cures. As there are difficulties, So there are uh, wondrous resolutions and results that can can come about after all of these difficulties. This is what this month of Er is all about. This is what we have up ahead. Be back with you right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Yes, of course, uh, Shalom Aleichem, uh, the song that heralds the... Arrival of Shabbos in the home, which we sing on a Friday night, welcoming the angels. And while we're talking about angels, perhaps, to think about in the month of Iyar, the idea of the Zodiac. You know, that there is a Jewish idea behind astrology as well. And interestingly enough, each month has a significant Zodiac sign. And the Zodiac sign for the month of Iyar, interestingly enough, is Taurus. The bull. Now, if we think about this, perhaps to suggest in Jewish thought, the concept of the bull and the idea behind this month of Iyar, it is during this month and during the period between Pesach and Shavuot that we are trying to tame our own bull. The bull being the animal, the animal soul that's within us. We're trying to work on each and every dimension of our animalistic self to make sure that it is become, it becomes a little bit more refined and we work as we do through each and every one of our attributes and here the significance of the bull being the animal or the animal soul that we need to direct and we need to give it the reins, the bridle, uh, the ability to function and to head in the right and the correct direction. This is all significantly carried out each and every day in the month of Iyar, starting from this coming Friday night and Shabbat, when we go into the month and as it is, we know that, um, as we mentioned, the idea of Sfirat HaOmer spans a little bit apart, a half a month of Nisan. And, of course, a few days into the month of Sivan, but each and every day of the month of Iyar, we need to work on taming Our very own bull. We need to make sure that that animal within us is uh, directed and has uh, the powers that it has directed in the right direction and that it itself, therefore, can become so productive in our spiritual service of the Almighty, in our spiritual service of God. There is one final idea um, about the month of Iyar that uh, we are told is that there is an accepted custom to spell the month with Two Yuds, Aleph, Yud, Yud, Resh. And when we do that, and because some, of course, spell it Aleph, Yud, Resh, but when we spell it Aleph, Yud, Yud, Resh, E-R, with a double Y, so to speak, a double Yud um, in the month, we're told that this actually serves as an acrostic for the names of Abraham, Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and Rochel. Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and Rochel. The patriarchs and the matriarch that are associated with the supernal Merkava, the Merkava, a Kabbalistic understanding of the divine revelation in this world, this is perhaps what this month of Iyar truly stands for. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Rochel. Back with you right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Rabbi Michael Katz We've been speaking about the Rosh Chodesh coming up on Friday and Shabbos. And the Rosh Chodesh that we are arriving at, the month that we're going into, is the month of ER And gone through a number of different dimensions um, of this month of ER and what it really means to us and what it should mean to us. Well, perhaps to sum up, the idea, I think is that there is a tremendous amount that we can rely on God to do. We know that Hashem provides, and Hashem is the one who um, ultimately makes the difficulties, the problems, the issues as challenges for us, but Hashem always has the cure. The idea of honey, Hashem rofecha, God says, he is our healer, which, of course, is the month of the year. But then there is a tremendous amount that we need to do. The Jewish people in the desert needed to have their attitudes adjusted. They needed to have their way of life adjusted. They needed to tame their own bull or their own animalistic tendencies and uh, tame their own animal soul and direct it in the right direction. Now, yes, part of what Hashem did was he gave us spiritual food to eat. And, of course, we have that opportunity here, too, in these difficult times that we're confronting to ensure that we, too, eat spiritual food. Now, I'm not only talking about the food that you eat as in the stuff that comes out of your kitchen, which hopefully and obviously is kosher and is uh, up to the right standard from a spiritual point of view, but that we ingest spirituality from wherever we can source it. There is so much that is available – today, and we've made all of those discoveries, how much is available today online, how much you can receive through the various um, um, online uh, methods that, of course, people have been inundated with over the last few weeks, and we've learned how to access them, and we've learned which ones are appealing to us and which ones aren't, but there is so much that is available to us to study, to learn, to imbibe, to ingest, to take on board. This is literally the manna from heaven. There is the opportunity here of making the bitter water sweet, of taking things and turning them around and making everything a much more productive and meaningful time than we had at first anticipated. And here we have the opportunity of going into this month of ER where we know that there's this partnership between God and between us that goes all the way back to the time that we were in the desert. Hashem needed us, but we needed him, or we needed him, him, but he needed us. There couldn't have been a king without a people, and there cannot be a people without a king. We, too, need to play our part with positive energy, with positive thought, with bringing holiness into our homes, into our lives, in every possible fashion. Then we know that undoubtedly, as we adhere to the ways of Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and Rochel, we, too – will be taken out of this diaspora, out of this goddess. We'll be taken to the proverbial um, uh, Mount Sinai to receive the Torah with the coming Chag of Shavuot in a few weeks' time. But more importantly, we'll be taken back to where we belong, to our holy land with the coming of Mashiach. May this happen speedily in our time. I want to wish you all a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead, a good Chodesh for the coming month of Iyar, which, of course, we've been focusing on today. And I look forward to being back with you same time, same place next week on Judaism 101.9.